This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, January the 14th, 2016. Wealth insurance, the physical delivery of gold and silver. And you can do so by giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. And the lovely Sarah will be there to answer your call. Take your take your call, answer your questions, whatever you need, just ask. Or go check us out at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can check out the news to disturb the comfortable. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its owner. He pays for the show. It's his opinion, and it is his work that backs up all the research that's delivered to you daily. His name's Joe Jaquin. Buddy, how are you this morning? Well, I'm going to say that I'm okay. My wife's a little more upset than I am, as we were not the winner of the Powerball. I'm sorry to hear that. I know. it was upset. She didn't want to win the grand prize, by the way. Whatever. She just wanted to win a million dollars. Oh, I mean, <laughs> whatever works, man. Right? She was. She told me last night, or was, I think, it was, yeah, last night after the numbers had come out, she just didn't understand how we didn't win. She said she was putting out the vibe. Well, it, there you go. I I don't know how to respond. I to don't that. either. I didn't know how do you respond. I'm I'm sorry. Women's intuition. We don't have that, <laughs> right? And sometimes, apparently, women's intuition can be wrong, right? Yeah. Well, in this case, it was, and unfortunately, well, fortunately enough, we did not spend our winnings before we won them. Well, we played. Well, well played. played. Well, well played. Well, good played. job on Great my job. part. Yes. Good job. Good job. Good Clap job. for me. Three people. I guess they're going to split the big grand prize. So if you had spent the $584 million to guarantee that you would be a winner, you would have lost pretty badly. Because in order for you for that to work, you had to win it by yourself. You had to be a solo winner yeah, to make yeah. that thing work. So hopefully nobody did that. Uh, congratulations to the winners, wherever they may be. I didn't even see where they were. But I wonder if next week, any bad news that we get is going to be because of the fact that the Powerball isn't $1.5 billion, and therefore people aren't lining up all over the place to buy tickets. Do you think it's going to have, like, an impact? GDP is not going to reach expectations because the Powerball just isn't high enough. You never know. I, I mean, it could be. You know, the people that want it, they may just go, you know what, you didn't win, the government needs your money, we're just going to take it, it, it all from you. <laughs> Not going to give you a piece of it. I mean, they were already taking 60% from each one of them, I think. But anyway, that's uh, that's the news on, on the lottery today. Yesterday, the Dow, after we got off the air, went on a crash course, finished down 365 points. Uh, the NASDAQ and the S&P all followed suit. Uh, trying to stage a little bit of a rally this morning, and I, I'm con- I'm confused because the the news that's been out today not very good because the first time jobless claims were were up two hundred and eighty four two hundred eighty five 
thousand people lined up, seasonally adjusted, by the way, for unemployment claims. J.C. Penney's announced they're closing seven stores. Sears and Kmart said we're not sure exactly how many stores we're closing, but they're closing. GoPro, you know that's the it's a great company, and I mean I'm going to tell well, you that's the company that the people. They buy video the, themselves? They, yeah, they buy this. Right, because everyone... You whether know, we, it's underwater, whether it's out there up in the mountain skiing, you can put this camera on your helmet and you're I, I'm just going to say one of the companies that supports the narcissistic society that we now live in, apparently not enough people wanted to video themselves over the holiday GoPro shares getting clobbered, announcing layoffs. Best Buy this morning said holiday sales were down. Same store sales at Best Buy were down 1.4%. And Goldman Sachs said, we're going to lay off 10% of our sales and fixed income employees to start off the new year. But the big news of the day was one of the Fed governors, Governor Bullard, was on television today saying to everybody, you know what, we may have to reevaluate our rate hike cycle because of crude oil prices. So you apparently can... now, yeah, crude oil prices now could be the linchpin of whether or not the Federal Reserve can raise interest rates. Well, it's like just you... too—it's just gotten too cheap. Well, like you said, though, when they said they were going to raise interest rates by point two five, whatever that is. Hey, it's going to be done in weeks. It may not happen for months. So what they're saying is it may not happen at all. I don't know. I just found that interesting that once again, now the Federal Reserve, you know, don't let facts get in the way of a good story because we've been hearing all of these people coming out and and talking about how things aren't going to affect. uh, It's just China. China's slowdown doesn't have any effect on us. Falling crude oil prices, which used to be good news. Right, remember, falling crude oil, it's like a tax, whatever happened to that guy? It's like a tax break. That guy was a girl at one point, and her name was <laughs> Janet Yellen, who said that as well. It's like a tax break. Apparently now, it's just, don't worry about crude oil. Forget about manufacturing, that's not going to hurt. We don't need that. And the transportation and shipping stocks, we don't care about those either. But apparently this morning, Fed Governor Bullard said, that oil prices have fallen so much that it may now impact what the Federal Reserve is going to do because, well, we just can't get that inflation with oil this cheap. I mean, it's terrible. This is a horrible thing. And and you're sitting there left to wonder, you know, what are we supposed to think here? I mean, now now we've got to believe that cheap oil prices doesn't help the economy. Right, lower oil prices meant we're supposed to have more money in our pockets and we're going to go out to eat more, we're going to go to the movies more, you know, we're going to do all these activities. I mean, make up your mind, all right. right. Airlines, we're going to do better because jet fuel costs less, right, and all this other stuff. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. I'm
is exactly what's playing out today. And what's playing out today is all now we have all of these debts all over the world. Right? We've got to the, the, take this latest quarter. So the federal government, okay, the 2016 first quarter ended December 31st. In the first three months of 2016 in the federal government, so that was October, November, December, the, the number that they released to the public said that we racked up another $212 billion worth of debt, which is something along the lines of 9% higher than last year's number. And then if you read it, they tried to tell you, well, you know, we had this and that and the other, but one of the things that happened to get down to this $212 billion number is the central bank, the Federal Reserve, handed over the quote-unquote profits of all the the money that they created out of thin air and bought the five or yeah, what was it, four point five trillion dollars of debt that sits on their books. They gave them almost a hundred billion dollars without the ninety. And I, was, I forget what the number. I want to say it was ninety-eight billion. You know, little journal entry transfer. Without that, we would have racked up a three hundred plus billion dollar deficit for a single quarter. Goldman Sachs came out yes late last night and said they estimate that the 2016 financial debt federal debt is going to be 650 billion. And this is kind of what I've been telling you about the the whole little improvement in the federal debt was twofold. Number 1 interest rates were zero. Number two, we just had a a uh, the cycle of debt that rolls over. We had a few good years of cycle where a lot of debt wasn't maturing. That's all over with. And then you've got the explosion of all of the baby boomers hitting retirement, and, and we know about how big the entitlement spending blows up over the next five and ten years. So we, we're going to go from 400 and, which is, you know, you think about it, 478 billion, I think is now the new official number for 2015. That was a number that nobody ever imagined 15 years ago. Now we're going to tell you that's going to be the low water mark for the rest of our lives. Or until it just blows up. I mean, what are the other? What are the other? That's, that's right? going to be the low water mark. And these are the things that they all worried about because they knew, you know, in theory, it always sounds good. Hey, we're just going to borrow a little bit. Just going to borrow. You know, we had a problem. You know, this war broke out, so we we needed to, to borrow a little bit of money so we could make sure that we win. Then next thing, well, you know. We had this this stock market crash and economy got slow, so we just need to borrow a little bit of money just to get us through the rough patch. 
And then, oh, well, you know, the the oil markets crashed, so we needed to borrow a little bit of money to get us through. And then the, the, the problem was is when things were quote-unquote better, we were supposed to pay back the money. And believe it or not, the United States did a pretty good job of doing that right up until we decided to create this last Federal Reserve, this last central bank. And now we sit and here we, we talk about deficits, $19 trillion, $650 billion in a single year, which, by the way, there's, there's nothing you can do outside of just doubling everybody's taxes. By 2020, every deficit from there on out is going to be a trillion dollars. And that's going to be a good dump. That's a... We don't have one of these things. We, we don't have a war breakout. We don't have some type of economic slowdown. We don't have any of these things. It's going to be that number. You know, I heard the president talk briefly the, the 15 or 20 minutes that I listened to it. And he kept repeating, it's the right thing to do. Right? Making sure that we feed starving people in Africa. But it's the right thing to do. And and immigration allowing everybody, for, regardless of what country they're coming from, regardless of whether or not they want to harm us, regardless, of, it's the right thing to do. And you can always sit there and you can say, you can always make those arguments, can't you? It's the right, you know what, we had to go into debt because it was the right thing to do. Right, because if we didn't, you know, what was going to happen? And we've kind of created this society now where everyone thinks that that's the role of the government. Well, we got a, you know, we got 45 million people on food stamps because it's the right thing to do. We we've got all of these entitlement programs. You know, we got Medicare and Medicaid because it's the right thing to do. Right? Everybody's entitled to health insurance because it's the right thing to do. Right? And you just go down the list, down the list, down the list, and, and every one of those things. And eventually, you run out of the ability to repay because it's the right thing to do. I mean, when is the right thing going to be we need to be fiscally responsible? When is the right thing going to be go back to what our founding fathers warned us about, about the size of the government? Because it starts just a little bit. And just a little bit, and a little bit, and a little bit. And now, now we're sitting here, we got a federal government that spends over $4 trillion. And it's only growing. <laughs> that's, that's going to be $5 trillion? Then it's going to be, by the end of the decade, it's going to be $6 trillion? And we think that somehow there's not going to be any negative consequence to that? Do you really believe that? 
Do these people that come out on television and tell us, oh, don't worry, China's not going to affect us. Of course, these are the same people that 10 years ago were telling us how great China's growth was and how much it was helping us. Now that they're not growing, oh, well, that's not going to hurt us. The same people coming out there telling us, we don't need manufacturing. Oh, yeah, well, manufacturing, it's not good. But that's not going to affect us. Of course, these are the same people that said we had to bail. Remember, we had to bail out GM and Chrysler. It was going to kill the economy if we didn't have these manufacturing jobs. We are going to have another Great Depression without it. Now they come out on television. It's just manufacturing. We don't need that. Fine. And you sit there and you wonder, do you think they really believe what it is that they say? Do you think Janet Yellen believes? Do you think Bullard that came out on television today and said, oh, it's oil prices. <laughs> we may not be able to raise our interest rate after all. You know, this economy can't work if oil's going to be this cheap. I mean, it just can't work. I mean, everybody knows that. Right, and remember when oil was... Remember when gas was like four bucks? We were just talking about that. Remember it was four bucks? Oh, it's the it's holding the economy. The economy would be doing so much better if gasoline would just go back to a dollar eighty-five. Huh? Dollar eighty-five. And now they come out on television and say, "Well, you know what? We'd really be right on course if gasoline would just go back to four bucks." And when you start really thinking about all the things that they're talking about, and you start to realize when you follow the money, you understand that all of this, all of it, is just a blown-up fake picture that's underneath the underbelly of it all is nothing but dead. Exactly what our founding fathers knew would happen and why they didn't want fiat money. Patriot Radio News Hour, it's halftime. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Welcome back. Give us a call at 1-800-951-0592. I'm Homer Lopez, and I'm here to tell you, everyone's saying it, the pain of oil prices starting to fall (laughs) is spreading worse and worse. You know, oil is not just oil. It's exploration. It's production it's manufacturing so there's a ripple effect of the jobs they are saying are being eliminated i'm here to tell you it's going to affect home building it's going to well they just said big article out foreclosure starting to rise in texas and north and uh, north dakota and other uh, oklahoma kansas parts of colorado and i guess when you sit there and you start thinking about whether it be crude oil prices, whether it be, you know, Twitter. You know, Twitter was down 8% this morning. Everyone was freaking out. Were they affected The Twitter sphere is... A non-tangible company. You understand that about Facebook, Twitter. You don't really get anything. You get a communication device. that It's an app. It doesn't provide anything but a forum for people, as you like to call it, to be narcissistic and present their opinion or present something. The true matter is, you know, you know, there are positions that are in energy industry that are going to affect oil, that's going to affect uh, 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 transportation, that's going to affect the railroad. All of these 
Well, you look at it right. You look at all the shipment numbers, and these are all things that things that are recessionary. Okay, because we've been making the argument here all along. We're getting ready to go back into recession. When you look at the transportation stock, the transport index, every time, you know, that's one of the things up until right now, that was the things these Wall Street analysts would look at and say, oh, the Dow transports, they're in trouble. That means recession's coming, right? We're in recession territory. Matter of fact, I read the other day that for the first time since they've tracked it, there wasn't a single cargo ship en route between here and Europe in either direction. Now, granted, it probably only lasted for a day, but not to have one single ship somewhere in the ocean traveling between Europe and the United States, this tells you how big the slowdown really is. And you start looking at the stock market in general. The overwhelming majority of stocks, individual stocks, are down 20%. Another one of those recessionary-type numbers. And then you start thinking about uh, the manufacturing in this country. And you look at all of these different Federal Reserve sections, you know, the New York, the Philly, the Chicago, the Dallas, and Richmond, of course, San Francisco for us out here in the West, and they're all reporting the same thing. Manufacturing's in a recession. So I just ask the, the general question. If the Dow transports are saying recession, if trade, rail, shipping, all are saying recession, manufacturing saying recession, China in the size of the slowdown that we're seeing, they're screaming recession. Why is it that when we turn on the television, they're saying, no, 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 everything's fine. I mean, it reminds me of right before the housing market crashed. Well, right before they admitted that it had crashed, which was a year after the fact. They were saying that they thought that it was contained, right? The subprime, it's contained. Ben Bernanke came out on television and said, we don't see it spilling over to the rest of the economy. But then I, I, I'm going out, and I, I would tell you, retail sales. Right? Look at all the companies that have reported retail sales so far. Not one yet has come out and said, man, what a quarter we had. Christmas was great. But if you watch the State of the Union address, we're in a rosy time right now. Obama would have you believe the only problems that we have is lack of civility between the two parties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you had the, the, the grumpy... If you guys would just do everything that I say, everything would be wonderful. That is funny. They are all sitting there, those Republicans, cross arm and frumpy face, and then you've got these liberals and Democrats standing up and clapping if he says, oh, my shoes are tied, and they all stood up and clapped. It's just, it's just to me, it's just a, a, a show. It's a show because they can't admit to what the truth is out there, and that is this. This economy is so fragile 
and you don't know what to expect tomorrow. Where are we at on the Dow today? I'm just curious. Do you know where we're sitting yeah, at right now? Dow right now, well, here's how the roller coaster has gone. Right now, I'll just tell you, the Dow's at 16,280. Okay? That's up 130 points. It's been down 100, and it's been up 250 this morning. Are we down over 1,000 points from a week ago, though? Yeah. We're yeah, down oh yeah, over 1,000 yeah, points well, within the last right. days. So right now, even with this up 130 points, which, by the way, who knows where it's going to end, it's the worst first two weeks ever on Wall Street. And you're telling me ever, ever, ever. I didn't even talk about this. There's another one. What does that say? I mean, I don't know, right? I'm just the guy that that looks at facts. It's a fact that this is the worst start to the stock market ever. What does that mean? That means good times are ahead? Not if you own the stack stocks that are down a 1,000 points over the last seven days. And then you look at the NASDAQ. It was 16 years ago that it was at 5,200. It's at 4,500. Still not back. The S&P at 1,900. And now people are saying it could be 1,600. And then, of course, what's that for that 1,400? And you think about how did, after the crisis, Remember, the Dow went all the way down to 6,600. And my uncle, one of the things that really bothered him was when they really started ramping up the quant- the QEs. QE1, QE2, twist, twist again, QE3. I mean, they did all kinds of stuff. Is He's like, you know, never re- retested that low. And he start thinking about how much money how much debt, how much fiat paper did these guys create to give the illusion of Dow 16,000? And the funny part is, we don't even know the answer. right? We know the Fed's got $4.5 trillion worth of debt on their balance sheet. We know that. But how much money did it really cost? And now that we've spent it all and it's still not better, what happens next? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. by such amazing, interesting events going on in the financial markets. You know, in current events right now, this week we lost David Bowie. Oh, and, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then this morning I read that Alan Rickman, who? Alan Rickman, famous actor from the movie Die Hard. If you're into Harry Potter books, he played a big character in those movies. Yippee-ki-yay. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber, man. I'm just telling you what's happening in the world. I don't don't know how old he was. I don't know the cause of it. I just saw the headline. I thought I'd share that with you. 
give you something to think about. <laughs> uh, just get our minds off of this global economy for one second. Back to the news. Does that mean that we can't have Die Hard 26 if he's dead? Well, let's be I honest. Don't know. I don't think he's been in the single Die Hard because he died in the first one, as you recall. Oh, he died. Okay. He died. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. In fact, he died firing his gun up up a building as he's falling to his death. <laughs> Bruce Willis isn't dead, so I guess we can keep going with that. But you think about, you know, the 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 big problem going back to the housing bubble, the financial crisis, you know, was all this debt, right? They were creating debt, liar loans, and all of this stuff. And really, the problem was what people couldn't pay the debt. Well, this right, is, the debt itself is fine as long as people are paying the bill. Well, what's interesting about that, you know, fellow Americans, all our American, you know, middle of class, whatever, anytime you take a loan, the deal is you got to pay it back, and you pay it back with interest. If you're our government, nah, you don't have to. Now we'll just reissue some more. Well, just reissue. In fact, we can go back and get some more. So you start thinking about all the debt that got created. Think about all these companies that bought back all that stock. i got to believe trillions trillions of dollars and now all of their stocks are getting blasted they still got it you know they didn't it wasn't like they they took it out of their savings account they borrowed the money to buy back the stock of course the reason given well i mean it's money so cheap cheap money cheap money and, you know, they sit there and they have you believe that we should be cheering for cheap money. Right? They, they right? You, we, thank you, Federal Look how look what you did. You made it so cheap. Love you, man. Of course, when you really think about it, what are they really trying to tell you? Hey, you know that paycheck you got there? Yeah, it ain't really worth much. Because we like cheap money. It used to be the strong dollar is what drove the stock market. Cheap oil and a strong dollar were good. Now, cheap oil and a strong dollar, that's bad. That's bad, bad. And now you think about how much more debt there really is now. We've got more debt now than we did during the crisis, and yet they said the problem was we had too much debt. So if you start looking at the real, I mean, you start putting all the pieces together. This says recession. That says recession. Over here says recession. And over there says recession. And yet, all of them are out there saying, no, 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 it's not going to bleed over. I don't even know what the real economy is anymore. Right? It's not going to bleed into the real economy. What is the real economy? Well, that's like asking, what's the real unemployment? <laughs> it's just a made-up number. We what don't is count, this? We don't count this anymore. We don't count those anymore. We don't count this anymore. But you, have, you, you could work, but you don't want to work. We don't count you. We're 94 right. million of you, we don't even count. I mean, when you think about it, well, I, I'm dying to know what is the real economy here. I mean, when you think about it, we don't build anything, right? So it can't be that. You know, for a while there, we you know, Hey, a lot of people are out there drilling for oil. Apparently that's over. So what is the real economy? I mean, is the real economy people going out to bars? 
I mean, is that it? I don't know. I don't think it's a bad investment right now if you're into the spirits. You know what I'm talking about? Jack Daniels and all the I other. I that's doing well, right? Is, is it or isn't it? I don't know, but I will tell you this. There is a reason to believe more people are having a drink here and there. <laughs> I don't. I. You know what? I don't know that to be true. I know here in Arizona, well, you don't want to be caught drinking and driving. Well, I'm not saying on that end. I'm just saying maybe they're doing it at home. I don't know. But in American history, the way they cope with this stuff, okay, it's a coping mechanism, and it's called Budweiser. It's called, back in the day, it used to be (laughs) called Low and Brown. We don't even own that anymore, right? All that got bought out. But you know what? It's it's flying off the shelf. (laughs) That's I'm here to tell you, if you haven't heard of this new magical elixir, elixir called Fireball, that stuff is flying off the shelves. Okay? And it's a reason. The reason is, is it helps people cope with the fact that they don't have, I don't know how they're financing it. I didn't win the Powerball. Give me a Fireball. Exactly it. Maybe. It's a coping mechanism, and I'm not saying it's a healthy one. But our history, in our history... It's been a one. I just find it amazing, though, that uh, nobody's out there telling everybody, hey, you know what? You better just have some insurance just in case. Because we got a a lot of these indices that you just think back 10 years ago meant recession. Right? I mean, they're just like, oh, we're in a recession. If this, this, and this. If the Dow transports are down, if stocks are down 20%, if manufacturing is negative all across the country, we're in recession. Retail sales stink. We're in a recession. You know what's funny to me is when people say, well, what you want to do is use your discretionary funds to buy, you know, this or that. Who has discretionary funds, right? Who has reserves? We've said it time and time again. If your car breaks down, 80% of America... Who's the guy, Dave Ramsey? Yeah. Right? He talks about everyone. He needs to do a better job. Because like 70... don't have it. What is it? 60-some-odd percent of people don't even have 500 bucks. Hope your car doesn't break down. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Come on back for that final segment. Final segment on the Thursday, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, the Dow is now up 170 points after tumbling 365 points yesterday. They're all excited, apparently, because Federal Reserve Governor Bullard came out and said, don't worry about those rate hikes. This cheap oil is just killing the economy, and everything is wonderful uh, gold's down five at a thousand eighty-two. Silver, which was up like forty-eight cents yesterday, uh, giving it back today down thirty-five cents, thirteen dollars and eighty cents. Uh, today's special U.S. ten-dollar liberties. They're at six hundred and twenty dollars. Got about fifty U.S. ten-dollar liberties. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender, exactly what our founding fathers said money should be. 
1866 to 1907 U.S. $10 Liberty gold pieces at $620 a piece. Uh, yesterday I told you about Silver Eagle. Sales just through the roof. No surprise. You know, we're already uh, blown through four-plus million ounces. Right now we are taking orders for delivery in the middle of February. And I'll try to give, an up, give you an update tomorrow as to what the bullion banks are thinking if if we're going to get suspended sales or if they think uh, the timelines will change. I'll try to keep you updated. Uh, yesterday I also updated you on platinum. Still nothing from the Canadian Mint, which we are viewing as good news. No news is good news, which means that the Mint has yet to inform us that they are going to miss another deadline. And right now we're looking at, fingers crossed, delivery of those of you that got platinum uh, by the first week of February. 800-951-0592. Put some away. I mean, you start thinking about all the all the things that are potentially leading us back into a recession. And then you start thinking about what's in the good column. I mean, they, they say jobs are good. And I'm, and I'm almost like, if there's an error in anything, it's that number. Right? Because you start thinking about what are the jobs? Part-time, 65 and older. Right? That's where all the job growth. When you look at job growth for the males, 25 to 54, it's down. Still, another recessionary-type number. You no, you know, yeah, well, the only thing I was going to say is this is also the time of year when people start receiving their yearly review, and you may be disappointed in not the fact that they give you five stars for your work, but they give you zero stars in increased pay. Listen, we'd love right? to increase your pay, but we had to pick up more of the health care expense. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have to pay for more of that, too. It's amazing. That 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 wages will not go up, and and people are expecting it. They're they're, well, they're, yeah, they're, they're, the they're praying bring, for it. You bring up a great point because the Federal Reserve they can't understand it either because all the textbooks. I mean, they wrote then they wrote most of them said that if the employment was really as good as they said, that wages have to rise. What's broken in that one? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone have a great day. Take care.